0: Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. My friends, it appears that our Lord wants us to continue in a particular theme that we've had off and on these last number of months. So wanting to put before us the mercy that He longs to bestow upon us to the healing of our souls and our redemption. So that we experience that very mercy and through the experience of mercy, our lives grow in love back to God. This is, if you want to sum up Christianity as a whole, to take our weaknesses, to take our frailties, our falling short, our brokenness, and to come before Christ our God, asking, knowing our need for mercy, to receive that mercy and then to return In thanksgiving from that mercy to offer our lives to God. We continue because in our gospel reading today in the gospel of St. Luke in chapter 17. We have our Lord Jesus Christ healing the ten lepers. You may remember this story. Jesus is on his way from Jerusalem. Or excuse me, to Jerusalem. And he's passing along the border of Galilee and Samaria. And always remember Samaria. Very much like we said last week, looked down upon by God's people. And the Samaritans were completely second class citizens of the universe, according to the Hebrews. So he's passing through that area. And ten men with leprosy meet him on the road. Because of their leprosy, we're told that they stay at a distance from our Lord Jesus Christ. But they cry out from their hearts, Lord, Master, have mercy on us. Why crying out for mercy? Because of the horrid, absolute horrid disease that leprosy is. Not only is it excruciating physically to the person's human body, but it was a source of great shame. Their appearance disfigured. The people all around them would shun them. They were outcasts. They were rejected. They had no community but their own of their own disease. And so they cry out for mercy at this time. But our Lord does the most interesting thing, because he doesn't heal them just in that moment. He tells them, all ten of them, go and show yourselves to the priest. That's an interesting statement. Understand why Jesus says this. You see, when a leper would be cleansed by an act of God, healed by God, in the law of Moses that God gave him, That leper was to take his clean self. And go to the temple. And go before the priest. To show what God had done. And then to offer sacrifices of thanksgiving. Given to the priest. For the healing work that God had done. But you know the interesting thing is. He sends them on their way to go and do this. But they haven't been healed yet. They haven't been healed yet. And yet they so believe. That if they did what Christ said. He would grant them that mercy. That off they go towards the priest. And as they are on their way. We discover. That they are completely healed. Of the leprosy. To bear testimony in the temple. Now we are told that after they did those sacrifices. In the temple of thanksgiving. We are told that nine of them. Were Jews. And one of the lepers. Was a Samaritan. But out of all ten of them. After they offered their sacrifices. Only one of them returned to seek out Christ. To give him glory and praise and glorify him. For the healing work that he'd done in his life. And which one do you think out of the ten returned? Because it wasn't the nine Jews. It was the Samaritan. Who returned and sought Christ out to give him praise. It's always been a wonder to me. How someone healed of leprosy. You know they are rejoicing in their spirit for the healing that's taken place. That all that shame and discomfort has been removed and pain from their bodies. Where are they? Why didn't they return to give thanks to Christ? Did they not receive all the unfathomable mercy that the other one did? Absolutely they did. They all should have come back to give him praise, but they didn't. But the Samaritan. The one who as a fellow of all the fellow lepers. He would have saw himself as the least among them. Because of how the Hebrews saw the Samaritans. Not only second class citizens. Even less than human. This is the one who returns to give praise. Why did he do it? What drove him to return to Christ. To offer himself and offer his praise. To the God that had healed him. I think part of if not a lot of the answer comes from the very words of our Lord Jesus Christ, to blessed St. Peter then called Simon. From the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 7, Jesus tells Simon, There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. <coughs> One owed 500 denarii, and the other 50. Very different amounts. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. And Jesus said, tell me, Simon, which of these will love him more? Simon answers and he said, I suppose the one that he forgave more. Jesus looks at him and says, Simon, you're right. You see, in the story that Jesus tells, the one who had experienced the depth of the mercy of God covering his debt. That's the one who loved God all the more. And what is it that grew the love? The experience of the profound and limitless mercy of God in his life. All of the lepers experienced that mercy. But the one who not only had the shame and suffering of leprosy. But the one who also had the shame and suffering of being dejected and rejected by God's own people, the Hebrews. The depth of his shame was even greater than the others, you might think. You might see this. He's the one that come back. He recognized in himself all that God had covered in restoring him and making him new and granting him this great mercy. He knew his own unworthiness. He knew his suffering. And yet the love of God extended to him and cleansed him and made him whole, removing his shame. This is the one. Out of the ten. So compelled to travel back. To find the healer and to glorify him. To express that thankfulness for what he received. You see today we see that the Lord was certainly displeased. With the nine who failed to return to give him thanks. Make no mistake. But we also see his great pleasure. His great joy in the one who returned to give him thanks. Because when he returned to give him thanks. Our Lord offers him so much more. He says to the Samaritan, after praising him, he says to the Samaritan, your faith has saved you. Your faith has made you whole. St. Athanasius, he speaks on this story. He says, today the Lord rebukes the nine lepers he had cleansed. You recall that he loved the one who was thankful, but he was angry with the ungrateful ones because they did not acknowledge their deliverer. They thought more highly of the cure from leprosy than of him who had healed them. Actually, this one was given much more than the rest, St. Athanasius says. Besides being healed of his leprosy, he was told by the Lord, stand up and go your way. Your faith has saved you. My friends, what we're returning to again is the blessed words of St. Paul. In this experience, and this relationship that this leper now cleansed had with his Lord. When St. Paul says in Romans 12, what we say in Mass all the time, we've heard this recently many times, here we offer ourselves. Here we offer ourselves. But you have to hear the words of St. Paul. We don't just offer ourselves in some vacuum. The words of St. Paul tell us this in Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, in view of the mercies of God, in view of the mercies of God, that you offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do you understand this? We are to have, when we come before Christ together, we are to have his mercies over us in plain view. And by the experience of that mercy, we are moved now to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice back to God. And I tell you that the mercies of God were in plain view in this one leper who returned. For he'd experienced the profound depth of that mercy over his life and deep within his soul. And so he presented himself to God as an offering of praise. You see, love (coughs) responded to the love that was given And that's really the cultivation of all spirituality is the growth and the love for God. Jesus said to the Samaritan now cleansed. Your faith has made you well. It's made you whole. Your faith has saved you. But what is this faith that saved him? What is this faith that made him well? It is this very pattern that we're talking about. That we who are in need of the mercy of God see and acknowledge the depth of that need. And it moves us to go to the giver of divine mercy. And when we go to the giver of divine mercy, there's only one thing that he will give us. When we come in that blessed loving humility, he grants us the fullness of his divine mercy. We experience that covering our sins, our weaknesses, our lowliness. Of those things still a result of the fall in our lives. He covers them all. And he wipes them away. Then he gives us grace and strength to overcome. And then our hearts are filled with love. And drawn to move towards him. To offer ourselves for all that he just did for us in those moments. That's the faith that saves the Christian. And you've heard me say two or three weeks ago. We see that very pattern that I just mentioned. Absolutely entirely all through the divine. I mentioned it just at the very beginning last time. but I want to go a little bit more in depth because I want you to see every opportunity that Christ our God affords his people when they gather together with him. How many times we are given the opportunity to receive the touch of his divine mercy so that we grow in love for the one who gave it to us. We begin the mass as we talked about two or three weeks ago. We come in, I pray, having had fellowship with God every day of our lives. And by that fellowship, we have a good, firm understanding of our need for mercy. Because He enlightens us. He illumines us at the things that He wants to grant mercy over. And so when we come in, the first thing in the Mass is the Kyrie. We cry out with our hearts, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. My friends, I promise you this. If you come here not having fellowship with God throughout any particular week, not having anything on your mind that you need mercy for, the Kyrie, all it is, is a pretty song. But you come here with knowledge of how much you need the mercy of God. And you let your heart sing the Kyrie. You let come out of your soul your need for mercy. You will experience the divine mercy of God when we sing the Kyrie together. And having having sung the Kyrie and having received a touch, even just a touch of His mercy, what do we turn to do in the Mass? To praise Him. To glorify Him. We go directly into the Gloria. Glory be to God on high. Glory be to God on high. We praise Thee. We bless Thee. We glorify Thee. You see, but have you ever noticed that even in the midst of the glory itself, we return to our need for a touch of mercy in the glory. We sing these words, Lamb of God, who takest away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. <clears throat> Thou that sittest at the right hand of God, the Father, have mercy on us. And we move just beyond that, not too distant future in the mass to confess our sins in the general confession My friends, again, are you mindful of the sins you confess? Do you have them before you? The ways that you've fallen short in the likeness of God. To offer that as you pray this prayer of general confession. Because those who do, they will receive the touch of divine mercy as you hear the words of Christ. Not the words of a priest. The words of Christ forgiving your sins, covering them. And then hearing His blessed, comfortable words. Bringing salve to our consciences. Remembering this is a God of love and mercy. Who has indeed covered all of your sins. And then what do we do just after that? Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. And we do so by singing the eternal thrice holy hymn. Holy, holy, holy are you Lord. Are you seeing this pattern over and over again because it keeps going? Because even just before Holy Eucharist, just before we take Christ into ourselves, we are declaring our unworthiness and we are acknowledging our need for the humility to come before him to receive that which grants us eternal life and the covering of our sins. Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but you speak the word and I know, I know my soul will be healed. then how does He respond to our cry for mercy? He gives us everything. He gives us His body that graces us for eternal life. And His blood shed to cover the sins and grant us mercy eternally every time that we come. And what is our response just after Eucharist? That great prayer of thanksgiving after having received it. We most heartily thank Thee. For this mercy and grace. Just like the leper. Returned to our Lord Jesus Christ. with thanksgiving in his heart. For the mercy that he had received. Are you seeing the pattern? The need for mercy. Mercy given. And then being moved to love God. With the offering of your entire life. in praise to him. And I tell you this. That pattern is the pattern. Of your salvation and mine. On a daily basis. To go before God. To receive all that we need for life and salvation. And to praise him for what we receive. What is the faith that saves? It's a people of God who remember the mercy of God. A people of God that keep in their minds and their hearts the remembrance of the mercy that they've been given. And this is not put any better. And I could never even say it any better than a prayer that we pray at the end of every Vesper service in the general thanksgiving. Listen to these words. We pray this every time we get together. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, giving up ourselves to thy service. And by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all of our days. Without the experience of mercy it cannot be done. With the experience of mercy everything can be done. And we can grow in the love of God. You see the ones who experience in their lives the mercy of God again and again. They are the ones who love God above everything else in this life. And our Lord Jesus Christ will look to all who do so and that he will say the same words to you and to me that he said to the blessed Samaritan on that day. Your faith has saved you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Lord.